0: Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. It's good to see you guys. So we are in this third week of this series called Mission-Minded, and we have been talking about um, blessing other people. Uh, The first week we gave a challenge. The challenge was this in week one. I will bless three people this week, at least one of whom is not a member of our church, and we talked about some practical ways to share encouraging words, do acts of kindness, those kinds of things, and a lot of you attempted that challenge, and I would say, good job, Um, because the whole idea of being mission-minded is this, we want to develop habits that help us be people who realize we're on mission for God. We, we are, it sounds like the Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from God. Um, that's a movie. It was a long time ago. Um, but so we are people who, we want to be mission-minded and we're on this mission. We have a purpose as followers of Christ and so yes, in week one the challenge was to bless three people, but now I want to offer you this, now just maybe just once a week from here on out as a mission-minded person make the effort make the attempt to be a blessing to someone in some way once a week from here on out in the second week we talked about this this was fun wasn't it um eating we talked about eating the fact that the table is the great equalizer that any everybody eats i offered this thought to you um before we invite people to church perhaps before we invite them to jesus we just invite them to dinner because that might be the opportunity to start to really talk and speak into people's lives that that maybe won't darken the door of a a church for whatever reason. Or they get the heebie-jeebies when you say the name Jesus. But you sit across the table and they start to get to know you and see your life and they might want to know more. And the challenge for week two was I'll eat with three people this week, at least one of whom is not a member of our church. Who attempted this challenge this week? I know a lot of you did. A lot of folks at our 930 service did as well. Um, To be able to just like, you know, I mentioned last week, and there's people that you think about all the time. Like, hey, I should call them. You know, I really should ask them if they want to. And I noticed people were being really intentional about that. So now, and that was last week's challenge, as a mission-minded person, I would say, now, just make that a habit. Start to develop a habit, because it's not going to become a habit unless you do it. Doing it one time isn't going to do it, right? We know that. It's true of anything. So now, I'll say, from here on out, as a mission-minded person, be intentional about saying, you know what, once a week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to someone. I'm going to invite somebody to share the table, whether it's lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, brunch, whatever you want to do. So <clears throat> this week, we're going to talk about listening, which is, everyone goes, oh, listening. I mean, blessing was kind of fun, and eating's great, and listening is, here we are. Here's the challenge for listening. I will spend at least listening for the Spirit's voice. We're gonna talk more about that in a minute as I get into really what it looks like to listen. Next week, we're gonna talk about um, learning, what it looks like as a mission-minded person to be someone who says, I want to learn, I want to know more, I, haven't, I don't have it all figured out. Um, how can I, as a mission-minded person, learn and live into this life God has given me? And then in the final week, we're gonna talk about being sent. Being a person who says, I, everywhere I go, I am being sent. I am on mission for God. And, you know, I've said this every week so far. When we say the word mission, mission-minded, we think that all that means is, you know, packing your bag, getting on a plane or in a car, and going somewhere and serving, which it is. But it's also about being sent to school tomorrow or to work Or, or to be taking care of your kids, to the grocery store, to to the many hobbies and things that you're involved in and interests you have. We are sent people wherever we go, and and we want to learn about that. In that fifth, that'll be our last week of the series, and we have a special guest speaker who's coming, and his name is Bobby Gale. And Bobby is a full-time missionary. Uh, He has a lot of ministry projects in Kenya and Costa Rica and here in the United States. He is one of the missionaries that we support as a church, as a conference. Um, So whenever we do our offering and I say something to the effect of, God, thank you for blessing and, and using the gifts here, but not just here, but in our community and around the world. Well, Bobby is one of those people that's making that happen around the world. Um, And we're excited about that. He's led some mission teams for us in the past, and we're even going to talk with him about something in the future. Um, One thing about Bobby, he's going to be here that day, and he's he's the guy to do this. He's going to be preaching in all four of our services, 845 Sanctuary, 930 here, and 11 at both. So we'll see how that goes. We'll work that around. Um, But he's like the perfect guy to do it because he's got a lot of spunk and and a lot of energy. So he'll just wear his running shoes that day. Um, But here's the thing. I want to tell you this because this is in two weeks. Um, Bobby has some incredible ministry going on in Kenya. And uh, my husband can attest to this. And anyone else who's been to Kenya can tell you that um, the roads there are not like think of the worst road you know of in Lowndes County and then multiply that like a thousand and that's the typical road in Kenya. Um, So getting around from point A to point B around there, there's no passing lanes, there's none of that stuff, it's craziness. Well Bobby and his ministry um, a while back were in their vehicle and someone hit them head on and everyone in the other vehicle expired And the folks in in Bobby and his crew, only because they were in a, a Land Rover, and it's like a steel base, did they survive. Some of them went to the hospital, but they were okay. Well, they need that vehicle to do ministry, and it was totaled. So every year when we, in our fall series, we always take up a special offering. And so this year we're going to take up, in two weeks, we're going to take up a special offering uh, to help Bobby and their ministry get another vehicle so they can, can continue to do the ministry they do. Because one of the things they do is they go and put wells in villages where there's no access to clean drinking water. Um, and, and so we want to be able to partner with him and do that. So in two weeks, we'll be taking up a special offering. Now, I'm going to tell you a number that's going to seem crazy to, to my, my bank account, maybe yours too. But we're looking at about $40,000 to get them a vehicle that can, that can handle... Uh, Kenya environment and roads, um, and and that's I, I I don't know about you guys, but I can't write that check. So I mean I can write the check, it's just not going to clear. <laughs> that's the that's the important part. But you know what? If we had 400 families, or you know people in our church say, you know what? I can do a hundred dollars. We've got it. Now the reality is, is some of us go, gosh, I could do 200, and then some of us are going, man. I'm going to do my best to do $20. That's great. That's, that's the cool thing about being part of such a, uh, an amazing church family is that we can all, we, if we all do our part, we're going to be able to help Bobby continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the places where he goes and serves. So I just want to drop that in your mind. That's in two weeks on October 15th. We'll be receiving that special offering that day, and we'll remind you next week too. But that's talking about being sent. Today, we're talking about listening, listening. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a really good listener. I'm a middle child. I have middle child syndrome. I need to talk a lot to make sure that you know that I'm here. It's no wonder that I got into the career that I got into. Um, but, so I'm not the best listener. My husband will tell you that. It's, it's a challenge for me. Some of you probably have the spiritual gift of being really good listeners, And um, so you might have a little bit of a step ahead than some of us, but I just want to ask this question of every one of us here today. When is the last time that you can recall where you made the time, made the space, got rid of the distractions, and were just present for God? God to speak to you by his Holy Spirit. I don't know how good we are at doing that. I don't know how good we are at listening. I'm really good at telling God stuff. I'm really good at sending him memos. Hey, you know this is going on, right? Of course he knows. But we wanna be better at listening. We just sang, I love that we just sang, Spirit of the Living God. We, we want to we know you more. Speak to us. We want to hear from you. We just sing that. If you're like me, sometimes you sing stuff and you don't even know what you were singing. You were just singing and asking the spirit of the living God to speak to you. We need to be listeners. You know, for a lot of us, I think listening to the Holy Spirit is, you know, kind of the equivalent of trying to listen to a voicemail with a car full of screaming kids. Like, you might pick out three or four words, but it's really hard, and you're trying to focus on something else and driving and swatting somebody and and listening, and, and we don't really always get it. I think we can do better at this. And so, yes, it's a challenge, but I think if we're people who want to be on mission for God, this is incredibly important, if not the most important thing, habit that we can develop, is to listen to God. This is what Jesus said about listening, about the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 14. Um, he says this about, about the Holy Spirit being our companion and, and helping us understand. He says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative... So he's talking about Jesus has been explaining that he's gonna have to leave. and But, good news, the Father's gonna send an advocate as his representative, that is the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, this is what Jesus says about the purpose and the role of the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I mean, so think about this. Jesus had been on the scene and been telling them amazing things, scripture fulfilling things and now he's about to leave but he says no no but the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to help he's going to help these things make sense he's going to speak you he's going to direct you don't worry my followers, my friends the Holy Spirit will come and so when I talk about us listening to God it's not just some out there something maybe deal Jesus says no the Holy Spirit will speak to you now, I'll go ahead and say this, because <clears throat> some of you probably, probably already thought this. Anytime I talk about hearing from God, anytime I talk about hearing from God, I will usually hear from somebody who says, I, I, can't, I never hear from God. I just, I just don't. I just don't. And... I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that you're wrong. (laughs) Um, Now, you might not recognize it as God. If you are someone who is sincere and you're a follower of Jesus and you are desiring to hear from God, he's not going to withhold his voice from you. Now, he might not tell you what you want to hear. That's reality. So just because you're not hearing what you want to hear doesn't mean God's not talking. It's just meaning it's more of an operator error, right? You're just not choosing to listen, So, but I really think if you desire to hear from God, you will hear from Him. Now, it might not always be in in the way you expect. It might not be like, you know, the cast of characters we find in Scripture who have these amazing stories of how God shows up and how God speaks to them and how God tells them things. You know, it it might be through just mundane circumstances that, that to anyone else mean nothing. It might be a chance encounter, a chance encounter with somebody who says something to you. You know, through circumstances, through prayer. Yes, through reading the same scripture that you might have read a thousand times before, but on that particular day, in that moment, with that need, the Holy Spirit of God says, this is what I mean. And you go, oh my goodness. See, he speaks to us. He does, but I don't know how good we are at listening and recognizing when he does. And so I think we can do this better. I think we can be better at this, to develop this habit, um, so this isn't really about us trying to force the Holy Spirit to, uh, to speak to us. It, it's really about us choosing to lean in. So I want to offer just a, a couple of practical ways for us to start to develop this habit. See, now some of you might already have this habit and you do pretty well. It's always worth, you know, maybe trying to do it a little bit better. Um, but some of us maybe don't have a very good habit of saying, I'm going to listen to God about this. This has been, this is a decision I need to make, and I'm going to listen to God. Well, how do we do that if we don't have the habit? Here's a couple of ways. The first one is this, and it's kind of the most important one, Um, because if we don't do this, if we don't designate a time, it's just not going to happen. You know this, anything in life, if you don't designate a time for it to happen, it's not going to happen. I really love to get a deluxe pedicure, so do you know what I do? I designate a time to get a deluxe pedicure because otherwise my toes look gnarly and you don't need to see that. So it's important. I designate that time. Anything that's important to us, we're going to designate the time. And so we need to do that. If we're going to develop the habit of listening to God, let's designate that time. Now, I know some of you are going, she's probably saying I need to get up at 4.30 in the morning now and read the Hebrew Bible. Okay? I'm not saying that. But hey, if that's your thing, go for it and rock on. Um, all I'm saying is designate a time a time you right now are designating a time for things that are important to you in your life you're doing it right now tomorrow what's important to you you've designated a time now the reality is is other people and other you know things like jobs and school and stuff they designate a chunk of our time too But we designate time for things that are important. And if we are mission-minded, then let's develop this habit of listening to God. And the first way we do that is we designate a time. We've got to set it aside. We can't just try to, um, I can't. I cannot listen to God well on the run. I can tell him stuff. I can throw out a few things. But I'm not really going to give him my focus on the run. So I've got to designate a time And the challenge for this week is just one time this week, designated time. I think the more you do it, the better. The the better and the the faster you develop a habit. But even just once, if you're not doing it right now, just one time this week, designated time. Just do that. Here's another thing, also very important, besides designated time. we got to eliminate those distractions. You know, so again, probably... The carpool line to school is not the best time to be listening to God. There's a whole lot happening, right? So we need to eliminate those distractions and whatever those distractions might, might be for you, um, whether it's you know, background noise or um, anything, anybody, people, whatever it is. This is what uh, Jesus says in Matthew about um, you know, talking with God, being in communion with God. He says this in Matthew 6, 6 talking about prayer whenever you pray go to your room close the door and pray to your father where in private then your father who sees everything will reward you Jesus wasn't just saying uh, keep your he wasn't saying keep your prayers private and it's nobody's business he was telling them he was instructing them to do what he did which was often pull away and be alone with God Avoid the distractions, the noise around you. Find that, remember the Remember the message we did about the couch and the chair a while back about the importance of the chair, that place where we sit and we are in connection with God? Be in that place and and, and let the distractions be gone so we can listen. Here's the third thing we do, and I'm telling you, so besides designating a time, and then getting rid of those distractions and this is where some of us kind of drop the ball and it seems weird because we're thinking about prayer or or listening to God is we need to let God in see sometimes what happens is is I will designate a time and I will get rid of the distractions and I'll be in my chair and then I'll start thinking about the grocery list and what phone calls I need to return and email and what do I need to do there and what about this and before I know it I've had a a really nice organizational meeting by myself let's let God in in that time let him speak to you again I go back to that question when's the last time you just were in the presence of God you weren't bringing anything you weren't bringing um God you need to do this this and this it was just you without distraction in a set amount of time, just being in the presence of God. Let God into that. Let Him into that first. And then, <laughs> then after a little bit of time with that, of letting God be in that, then what we do is then we follow the promptings that God gives us. Because I'm not saying that while you're in that time that, that it's very likely God might bring up a, a person's name to your mind. Someone you need to follow up with. Someone you've been praying for. Someone that just, you ever have just the name come in your head? Happens all the time. And then you like, like shoot a text message or call them or, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing that you, okay. So follow the promptings that God, God lays on your heart that he gives to you during that time. But we're never going to hear them if we're not listening. And we're not going to be listening if we're not letting Him in. And we're not going to be letting him in if we have distractions. And if we've got distractions, then we really haven't designated a time. See where I'm going with this. So we need to follow those promptings. While you're in that time, you know, God might, yes, recall people's names. He might start to recall maybe situations that occurred in the previous week or in the past. Sometimes it might even hurt. You might, might need to, he you know, might recall something that just, it grieves him, so now it's grieving you, that you might need to confess, that you need to make right with him. Sometimes it might be you need to, to uh, make right a, a broken relationship with somebody, but allow him to work in that time, allow him to encourage you in that time. I was trying to think and it wasn't hard of some examples in my life of when i i know that i have heard from from the holy spirit of god speaking to me directing me bringing someone's name to mind. anything there's there's been several in my on on my faith journey Um, there were many that happened just right at the beginning when i first became a believer and it was just so cool you know, I almost—I'm almost—I wish I was as amazed as I was then. I, you know, I, I think we become a little worn and calloused after time. But oh, if we were to—to to really just say, God, I want to hear from you and I want to respond to you. You know, I remember as—I mean, I had maybe been a believer for a week and I was praying and and um my sister who's seven years younger than me god put her on my heart and i was like okay i knew she was away on a trip and i was like as soon as as soon as bridget gets back i'm gonna i'm gonna tell her about what's happened in in my life and i'm i want to share with her and and i want to do what i can because i was a really mean older sister so i mean she's still scared of the dark and she's like 40 so um but forgive me father um and so she was laid in my heart and I had and I went and I bought a Bible for her. Well, it turns out she gets back in town and we talk and and um she says, I have something to tell you. And I said, Oh, I have something to tell you. And she goes, Well, I you know, I was out of town, but I, I was with some friends of mine and I, I became a Christian. And I said, Oh really? <laughs> well, have I got a story for you? And it was like God was, and, and when he laid her on my heart, it was also her and a few friends, and I, and I knew that he told me, even though I knew nothing as a believer, I mean, nothing, it was, I was supposed to invite them over to my house and start a Bible study. And so I'd already f- worked all that out, and so here he was, do it, working in her and working in me, he, I mean, he was preparing that and doing that. And just little things, I mean, that's not little, that's big. But just, we need to listen. I mean, how many times has God actually been speaking to you and answering your prayers and working in your life and you just weren't listening? And we missed the opportunity to praise him and celebrate him and to chalk that up to him instead of maybe good luck or coincidence or worse, ourselves. Oh, I did that back in 2002 um, I was ready to buy my first house some of you know this story but it's just so good I'm going to share it again and there was this street that I loved that was near where I worked and I loved a lot of the little houses on that street and 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 there was one that I always really loved but it wasn't for sale and someone lived there but down at the end of the street was this house for sale and it was a little fixer-upper and and, and I was going to uh, drive by that day and, and, you know, stock houses as we do when we might be buying a house. And so I'm going to go stalking and, and as I'm turning on the street to go look at the house that's for sale, there's that really cute house. And it's not for sale. But as I drive by, I hear, I hear, what about that house? Now, because I loved it so much, there's a part of me going, well, yeah, but obviously this isn't God. This is, and you drive on to the house that's for sale, Right? Look at that, okay, go on to work, do my thing. Next day at work, I'm online, I'm looking at that house, it's for sale, looking at it, thinking about it. And as I'm on the computer, looking at that house, it's for sale, but what about that house? Next day, stalking the house again, that's for sale, driving around the road, turn the corner, the house I really like, for sale by owner. And I think, oh man, if I had just asked the day before, the story would be even better but I slammed on my brakes and I called the number and I went up to him and I said yes I said God's been telling me about this house and they said that's crazy we were, so, we were going to put the sign in the yard yesterday but we just forgot you know we didn't have time or whatever and we closed on the house in two weeks just those little things just those little things back in 2011 in, in January or February it was early into the year I was still doing student ministry and um, and I was pregnant and I joked that I think it took me getting pregnant to convince the, the, the leadership in our church that I needed to not be doing student ministry and Solomon's Porch anymore. But so, and we were still, we were doing it and, and it was uh, on a Sunday night and we had been inviting people to come and speak to our students and just kind of share their testimony. People in our community, people that we knew And on that particular night, we had asked Justin and Allison to come and share. Now Justin was leading worship for us at the porch and had been here and he had had his full-time job doing his thing as a social worker and, and, um, and we were sitting there and they started talking and started telling their story and I was sitting in the back of the room and as I was sitting there listening to them and I know both of them, I'd known them for a long time, I knew their story, but as I listened to them, what I heard was, it's them, it's them. Students, aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit said it to them? Can I get an amen from our students? And so the next day I called Bob. I said, Bob, listen, I mean, he knew Justin too. I mean, you know, we've been, he was here. He's, but uh, I said, I told him the deal. I said, he goes, all right. And they went to the awful waffle, had breakfast. And so then, so I listened and responded. I listened to the Holy Spirit and responded. Bob did. And then it went to Justin Allison, had to spend a time and say, God, what do you want for us? So it wasn't just one person listening and responding, it was many people listening and responding. If we listen and then we follow God's promptings, we don't know where that will lead. We have no idea, no clue. But he's always speaking if we would just listen. If we we want to, listen to this, if we are people who say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, I believe that God is the maker of everything and he set this whole thing in motion and for some reason, he loves us. He wants to be in relationship with me through Jesus Christ and he gives us the opportunity to have new life, redeemed life, restored life. We don't have to live in the old ways. We can live in new life in promise. If that's where you find yourself, And then we say, I wanna be about your work, God. I wanna be about God's work. I wanna do it with God's blessing. I wanna do it with God's power and I wanna see God-sized outcomes. Then we need to listen. We just need to listen because he's already speaking. That listening to the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter eight, Paul paints this picture. Paul's really good about describing human nature and our propensity to sin and to fall into the old ways. And he describes this, this example of someone who just listens to themselves, listens to their experience and their flesh and, and what they think is right and wrong, and then someone who listens to the Spirit. And, and I want to read to you the New Living Translation, then I'm going to share with you a different version. But it says this, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. See, if you're just going by, by your, your flesh nature, then this is what you are. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. And, and the only way we know this, the only way we respond is if we're someone who's listening to this. The Good News translation says it like this. Those who live as their human nature tells them to, they have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. Okay? those who live as the spirit tells them to and and the only way we know what the spirit's telling us to is if we listen those who live as the spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the spirit wants spirit of the living god i want to know you more come and speak to us that's what we sing See, if we're governed entirely by our desires and, and just our basic experiences, we're gonna be driven in ways that occasionally might be helpful, occasionally might do a good deed or two. But if we're listening to the Spirit of God, we're, we're, we're designating that time, we're getting rid of the distractions, we're letting God in, and then we're responding to what he speaks to us. Anything. 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 As mission-minded people, we set our minds on what the Spirit desires. And so we've talked about blessing others and we've talked about, about making the time to eat with people and share that table. And now we can be people who listen. And honestly, I think we'll be better at blessing others. I think we'll be better at inviting other people to join us at the table if we're listening to the Holy Spirit of God. So these are three of the five habits. We've got two more to go. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvalidasta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.